I always wanted to help families, to help moms and dads realize how valuable they were in the eyes of their kids, but also kids know how extremely valuable they are and the worth that they have and that they're loved and that they, that both have a voice and need to be able to collaborate those voices together. And so my, my journey to where I am today has been a long one. Um, but as far as actually creating a business around it, Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Yes, a beautiful day indeed to go out west. That's where we're heading today. But before we get into that journey... I'd like you to just take your phone if you have it in the upper right hand corner. You could hit one of those three buttons and you could forward this show to a dear friend who may really value the content in this episode. And the value is all about parenting today. It's the single most important job in the world and it is the foundation that enables you and your kids to thrive. So many amazing parents feel lost in the different opinions of parenting that the way forward is out of focus robbing them of their untapped potential as a parent, and then their uncertainty and confusion increases as it is passed down to the next generation. Now is the time to do things differently. We're going to meet someone who shows you exactly how to do this. She shows parents how to raise emotionally healthy and confident kids in a way that is energizing and easy. So we're taking a ride today from the Music City all the way out to Utah to hang out with Wanda Howard. Wanda, you're not nervous, are you? Um, no, I don't think I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> so this is awesome. Wanda Howard is my guest today, and we are having a good chat. And tell me where you are. You're you're somewhere in the Midwest, or no, deep west, I guess. Uh, are I'm you in Utah. Utah? Yeah. You are yep. in Utah. Such a beautiful state. Um, I got a little taste of it out in uh, January. I was out there. And coming back the end of April to Salt Lake City again, um, which was uh, such a treat last time and and had so many uh, good adventures out there. So uh, it must be beautiful where you live, no? Yes, it is. It's Well, and I live more out in the deserts, which I love the deserts of Utah, but I... I love the mountains. I love the Rocky Mountains. So I hope that we can move closer to them and get away from the desert a little bit. Um, but the yeah. state of Utah is beautiful. So inspirational. Um, it's kind of like when you're in the places like that, you know, you feel the presence of God. At least I do, you know, more stronger than ever because it's like, look at this. This is really something to look at. Uh, crazy. Now, born and raised out there or did you move from somewhere else? Oh, no, I am from all over. I never know when people want to know, like, where my roots are from. I'm like, I don't know what state to claim. Um, by the time I was 15, we had moved over 20 times and I had stopped counting at that point. So, um, but all over the Western states. And so my husband is from Utah though. And so that's where we've kind of settled. 
Wow, what kind of uh, business was your family in that you moved so many times? Because I have a, <laughs> I have cousins. There's six girls, and they moved some, similar to what you did. Like they were just in every state. Every year is a new school. So, what, yeah. what what was it? Was it the army or what was it? No, no, it wasn't the army. My dad was a farmer, and he was an entrepreneur. Had his own business and helping farmers be able to take their crops from conventional fertilizer into more natural fertilizer i guess <laughs> so yeah that's what he wow did. he was an early pioneer then right yep he I mean, was that was radical thinking for you know back then i mean your dad this was probably at least 20 years ago or so right um that was pretty radical thinking for back then god bless him yeah he's still is he still at it uh no not not that i know of no <laughs> yeah okay so you and you sort of inherited the entrepreneurial spirit uh, by creating this great show. And I have to commend you um, for uh, the parenting journey that you've become, you know, attached to. Because I remember when my kids were really little, um, I, I, I was an electrical contractor way back in the day. And I sent one of my kids' uh, teacher a note. And I said, thank you so much for all that you do for my third grade son or whatever grade he was in. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it had my stamp of electrical Connor. I said, relax, this is not a bill. And then she ran home to her husband waving this saying, you see that? I do make a difference. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I always felt that parenting um, was really starting to be taken for granted, like you know, as much as 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that there's sort of been a backslide on, you know, just let them go and do what they want, give them an iPhone and, you know, they'll be fine. And you've kind of um, like turned people's heads with your podcast to say, wake up and uh, let's take some initiative here and let's let's get educated about how valuable the parenting space is. And uh, I just want to say how much I really appreciate you for that and value what you do. It's it's so incredibly important that people just like are not paying enough attention to. So can I ask you how and what possessed you to um, to be in this lane? <laughs> oh my, yes, this is a great question. And definitely I could go a million different ways with this answer because um, my story starts way back when I was four years old. And I, this is what I dreamt of doing as a kid. I always wanted to help families, to help moms and dads realize how valuable they were in the eyes of their kids, but also kids know how extremely valuable they are and the worth that they have and that they're loved and that they, that both have a voice and need to be able to collaborate those voices together. And so my, my journey to where I am today has been a long one. Um, but as far as actually creating a business around it, I, I didn't at the beginning ever have any desire to be an entrepreneur or to have anything to do with entrepreneurship. I had seen my parents go through that and there was a lot of struggles and that was just never something that I saw as feasible. Um, but then Luckily, people were put in my path and slowly I started to see a broader, bigger vision and what was possible and um, just kept going from there. And it's been an incredible journey. 
Do you think this, um, the reason you ended up where you are, Wanda, it was something to do with uh, your past as a child moving so many times? It must have been really tough. I, I, I always wanted to dig deep with my cousins about this, six girls who are just constantly new school every year. Tell us about that and how challenging that was for you. Yeah, um, as far as moving in of itself, there was definitely things that was hard about it. Um, but I always, uh, it's interesting. There's many different like phases of life. And at one point you're a kid and then you're a teenager and then you're going into adulthood. So diff- during the different phases, I definitely had different opinions on the whole moving thing. But for the most part, um, the moving in of itself was an adventure to me. I was excited to see where are we going to end up now? What are, what are we going to do next? And um, as long as we were together as a family, I felt like it. the rest either didn't matter or it shouldn't matter is what I felt like. And um, But the hardest thing really was just my home environment. Um, we weren't allowed to go and play with people. Um, we weren't allowed. We were all homeschooled, so we weren't allowed to go outside of the home. And so that was, that was the hardest part is just, we already moved so much. And so we were isolated in that way of just being able to make connections with other people. Um, But also it was compacted by, it was, it was very like bad to try and make connections with other people. And so that, yes, my past and where I've come from is a huge factor into why I want to help parents because I saw my parents they were doing everything that they could and sacrificing everything for us kids and they were miserable and us yeah. kids were miserable and so I saw that and I thought I, I especially when I became a mom it hit me even harder of like I can't do what they did I don't want to sacrifice everything like I already wished that I was just done on this earth. I did not want to be here anymore. And so I was like, I can't live that way. What, how do we do this different? How do we do this better? How do we not go down the same road where we're sacrificing ourselves, where we're just nothing's left of us. And so, yes, there's a huge, huge part of why I do what I do is seeing two amazing people come together and losing their, their own personal drive and, compassion and ability in life to have human connection because of parenting. And I didn't want that to happen to me or my kids. And I, I want to help other people not fall down those same cycles too. You know, you bring up an interesting uh, observation that I just, you know, came across. You mentioned that you appreciated the adventure in the moving, which which was good because you're, it, obviously your heart was open to that, you know. And uh, I quick, you know, how many children were, are you from? Like, how many were in your family? Yeah, there's like, nine so, in my family. Oh, oh my goodness! So so we got some stories together. I I grew up in seven, you know, six boys and one girl. Everybody's uh-huh. a year and a half apart. Uh, three bedroom house, one bathroom. Uh, you can <laughs> yeah. imagine the sardines, you know, in the early humble days. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember we're sitting around, you know, one of the holidays or something. And one of my uncles says uh, to my father, "Hey, Andy, I understand you're uh, you're thinking about moving." And uh, my father was just starting to get some traction. He goes, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go west, Bill." And I'm like, "Yes, I'm 
going to Salt Lake City, Colorado, or whatever. He goes, uh, Florent Park. You mean from West Orange, New Jersey, 25 minutes west to Florent Park? I was like, I was ready to put my head in the oven. I'm like, all my dreams were just shattered. I thought I was going to be living where you're living. (laughs) But, you know, the big family thing. And I want to circle back to... um, what you said, you know, all of these things that left an indelible mark in your mind kind of uh, transformed you and inspired you to do the things you're doing now. And the one interesting thing you just mentioned before was, uh, you know, about the kids having a say. And, you know, when we were kids, we were a number. We weren't like, you weren't treated as as people. You were treated as, you know, we're in the Marines and you're number six or you're number two or whatever you are. <laughs> And you'll march to my drum and that's it. And you don't question anything I say. And um, you've identified that kids have this paradigm, this very delicate paradigm that needs to be um, aligned now because your personality is developed when you're seven years old. It's like, why not get them now and marry that up with the adult, right? So how did you come up with this? This is awesome. Yeah. And I love that you caught onto that because it is true that our kids, like, I believe that God did not send kids to us to say, okay, now you are the adult that should know all the answers and know exactly everything that they need. I think that he handpicked these amazing spirits for us because he knew that they had value we needed, that they, he knew that they had the kind of friendship that we needed and the insights that we needed to better our lives and that we had the qualities that our kids need to fully unlock their own talents but that it wasn't ever meant to be this you are the parent and you have to uh, create the perfect human but they're already perfect and so how do we just coexist together in inspiring ways and so um as far as like your question of how did I come up with this it was really through my own experiences through so many um principles and things that just praying and things that God helped me realize too in my own life that um, the more as a kid, I wasn't, I, like you said, we were a number. It was very much of like, I was part of the nine kids. I, that was my identity. I was, I was nine, one of the nine. And um, so with all of the moving, I remember a lady talking to me and she was like, it must be so fun to go on all these adventures and to move everywhere. And I was like, yeah, it, it is. And then she asked, and I'm sure that there's hard points. And I'm like, yeah, there, there can be. And then she was like, um, but I'm sure that your parents involve you in that decision too. I'm sure that they want, like, they make sure that you're comfortable with that move and that they want your input on that. And that was like this big moment. I was probably like, I don't know, seven. And that was this big moment for me when she said that. Cause I was like, I don't think they've ever done that. <laughs> I don't remember a time that they've ever done that. That, that was a head scratching moment. Like what? <laughs> I never even, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. it was oh, just pack them in the station where I can get them all. You got them all in. Ah, we forgot Brian again. He's <laughs> over on the curb, you know? <laughs> no. So after she said that though, I actually went and asked my parents and I, cause I thought, well, maybe they're, they've tried to, and I just haven't noticed, maybe they think they are, and that's their intention. And I just haven't realized that I have input in this. So 
I went and asked my dad and his answer was very straightforward. And he was like, nope, it is not up to you kids. We do not care if you want to or not. We are the breadwinners. We are the ones that are in charge of the family. And if God is going to have us move somewhere, then we're going to move somewhere. And it doesn't matter what you guys say. And that that was just kind of this like throttle back of like, oh, like it's okay. That's how it is. But I watched that pattern like consistently grow and consistently get more and more and more. And so there was this paradigm shift when I became a mom because at first I was I was very much I had come to the point where I was like, okay, whatever my parents want, I will just do whatever they say. They obviously know better than me. They obviously have my best interest at heart. I will just hand everything of my own will over to them. And then when I became a mom, I was already like making decisions was the most stressful thing for me ever because I couldn't make decisions. I had to say, is this okay, mom and dad? Is this right, mom and dad? Like, is this the way to do this? Like, is this how you want me to do this? And so when I became a mom, that, that was the paradigm shift of I have to know how to do everything. I don't know how to do anything. So, okay, call up mom and dad. What do What do you guys say? But then me and my husband trying to collaborate and I realized like I I didn't know how to rely on my husband because I needed to rely on my parents from what I had learned. That was the correct way to do things. And so it just helped me see so much more of the value that I didn't want my kids to feel that way. I didn't want them to feel like they couldn't make a decision without me. I wanted them to know like how to use their very capable uh, deduction, reasoning, brain, like intelligence and make their own decisions. And if they make a wrong one, then they're just better educated and that's not a crime. And so that was that was a huge thing for me of realizing the power in if we allow our kids to make their own choices now while they're at home, one, we benefit because we don't have to make all the choices. We learn from what they do, but also we get to be there for them and and show them that we're compassionate and loving towards their own experiences. But then when they become an adult, they're able to really thrive because they don't have to go through that paradigm shift of how the heck am I supposed to make any decisions when the rule has always been somebody else makes them for me. They're the adult. They're the smart one. So, yeah. When you... um. Now you're a coach, right? And yes. you coach you coach families predominantly, is that correct? Or is it or is it you do one-on-one coaching? How, how's your coaching work? Yeah, I I predominantly do one-on-one coaching with parents, but I love right. to get to know their kids as well, so I love it when their kids have questions and to help them and that's lots of fun too. So, it was it um was it a surprise to you when you first started doing this? Did you find that there was a big disconnect between what you just described um, of a relationship with a parent and a child. Um, I would suspect that there's a big gap in the, the style of parenting. And I'm trying to be polite and tactful here <laughs> because, uh, you know, we grew up with uh, brute force and <laughs> physical, you know, annihilation, like when it came out of nowhere. And, um, you know, going back to the point I'm trying to, to co- uncover here is, uh, you know, the value of a child is, I always like, when I became a father, I just took that so seriously. I said, I'm like responsible for helping shape this life. 
And it, I can think of no greater responsibility than that. And so for you to come in and start uh, helping people with that process who are, who are, many are unaware, like sometimes the mother's aloof or sometimes the father's like, well, it's your job and I just go make the money. So there's all these different dynamics that people have in their head about about parenting and what it should be. So were you like kind of shocked when you first looked at the kind of relationships that were going on uh, yes. <laughs> between parent and child? Yes. Because I see it all the time. I'm like, what's going on? There should be a law against having kids. You have to take a test because some of these people are nuts with their kids, you know? Yeah. And it just makes me crazy when I see this going on, you know? Um, so, so what was the biggest like shock when you first started doing this? Honestly, so in my own journey, I, I kind of just thought that parents knew what they were doing. I just figured like when you become a parent, you know what your kids need, you know, the decisions to make for them. Like, I just figured that there was something like that. And I didn't know why or how, but after having my first child and realizing there's no guidebook, there's no like way for parents to actually know those things um then I, how many I started, children do you have i have four kids and all oh, right um, all boy, boys girls no Both? three girls and one boy oh okay yeah. great and um so yeah after getting my first daughter though i realized like there were parents and families living a life and having relationships that i wanted so i started asking them like, how did you do that? What did you do? And every single one of them was like, I don't know, we just live and it's fine. And we just do our best and cross our fingers and hope it works out. And that was that was the biggest dumbfounder to me. Like, I thought for sure the ones that had it figured out, that had good relationships, that things were working well, that they knew how they got there. But they were still just as stressed as my parents were who they knew things were spinning out of control. And so... I thought that was like, that was sad to me because I didn't want to feel that anxious worry, guilt and frustration always. Um, so I started like doing research. I started pinning down like, okay, what is this family doing and how does it relate over here and what are they doing? And it came to the point where like every single family that has thriving relationships actually have the same founding principles in them. And as soon as I started using those principles in my life, the decisions and how to move forward became so easy and it became so rhythmatic and it became fun and it became energizing. And um, so, and it, very, very cool too, is that they're all the same principles that connect in every area of our life. So any kind of relationship, we kind of like pull parenting relationships away from all other relationships but it's not. It's it's just the same as any other relationship. And so if the principles work in one relationship, they're going to work here too. But it goes beyond that, that as I started business, they're all the same principles that you need to be able to excel in business and in sports and in hobbies. Like they're the same founding principles to be able to feel that fulfillment and that success and that drive. And, and so before parenting used to feel very uneasy, unsure, just cross my fingers, hope that I'm doing just like everybody else is saying. But now it's, there's a very succinct line forward that life is fulfilling, that going and being with my kids doesn't make me feel like, okay, now I've got to go recover and with self-care. But 
that it is part of my self-care. It is rejuvenating to me. It is exciting to me. And it just gets my blood going even more, which that was the life that I wanted. That was what I envisioned. But I didn't know how to do it before because of like it, everybody was treating parenting like it had to be done a certain way. And that was another thing. I started going to um, like parenting experts and all of these different gurus that were saying this is the way to parent. But the things that they were saying were only adding to my anxiety and my depression and my just like frustration with who I was. And and they were saying good things, saying things like um, do activities with your kids, go on walks with your kids, get down on their level when you're talking to them. Like they were saying all of these tools, techniques, tactics, these things that are good, but they were making me feel more overwhelmed and more pushed down and more when there was like a disciplinary situation or a hard situation, I would just sit there and buffer and be like, how do I do this again? What are the steps that they said to do? How do I handle this situation? What am I supposed so to do? So why, why was that, that that made you so uncomfortable? What was it about all of that information coming at you? Yeah, it, the best way to describe this is right now, from my experience and what I've seen, is all the parenting experts and gurus, everybody that I've come in contact with so far, they're focusing on how to decorate the home, basically. They're giving you the paint and the fun things to put on your shelves and the books and all of the fun kitchen tools and the flooring you should have. All of these things are great and they're helpful to make a beautiful home. But if you haven't even built the home yet, they're just going to be overwhelming. They're just piling up and it's not useful and you're tripping over everything. And so what I do and what I help people do is understand their unique values, their unique um, talents and abilities, their hidden superpowers as parents, along with the hidden superpowers of their kids so that they can create that blueprint and that home that's unique to them, their own unique parenting style, so to speak. And then they can go and get all of the wallpapers and paint colors and everything that they want, all the tips and tricks and tactics to help amplify their home and their experience here with their family. But before you do and worry about any of that, start like solidifying your foundation and who you are and what things you have that to bring to the table instead of trying to copy what everybody else is doing because that doesn't work. They're not you. So that's that's the biggest difference. So when you say uh, build the home, you're talking about metaphorically the home being us, the relationships, not the physical structure. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so many people kind of miss, and I I think it goes back to um, little people are not recognized as As being unique. (laughs) Yeah. Unique people who have personalities and feelings and they get hurt and they get, they need to be loved and. And they need to be uh, recognized and appreciated, you know, for just who they are, yeah. and uh, not just thrown into a, into a camp, you know, and do as I say and and not as I do. Um, well, can th- I ask you? Can, yeah. can I ask you a question with that? Sure. Um, so, what would you say? Who is the most qualified person to help you and to know what you need to be able to do in your business? The most qualified person to help me in my business, um, God, really. God, <laughs> like the Holy Spirit. Yeah, oh, I love that. I mean, the Holy Spirit is running runs all my interviews. I never do scripted questions. <laughs> I, I never have, and, and it's like, 
you know, all the neat little surprises, you know, when the FedEx man comes charging in or the dog breaks through the window or whatever happens. It's all good stuff. Uh, I would say, yeah, that's what I, I lean on. That's, awesome. that's my I love yeah. I love that answer. So who would you say next is the most in control and most knowing in your business? And in your uh, myself, myself. Yeah, yeah okay. it's like, you know, you have to tap in, I think, and and I think if you if you're confused about it, I think you just need to be quiet and let you know and just it'll it'll come to you. You can you can roll it over in your mind. Uh, but I used to ask too many people for advice. Yeah. And um and it was like what I learned later in life was, damn, I knew the right answer. And what am I doing leaning on somebody else? I instinctively knew what was right and uh, and I didn't follow it because I didn't trust myself. Yeah. Or I had this beaten into me that, you know, things from my past or whatever, uh, that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, what, all, all the, the tapes we play, you know, throughout our life. But uh, once you get wise to it and, and you're helping that effort by doing what you're doing to take these precious young minds and uh, allow them to recognize their value and to flex their muscles, you know, their emotional and their spiritual muscles a little bit at a young age. Uh, it's just a really, really great thing. Well, thank um, you. And what's one, one other question, though, if I can. Yeah. I want to just ask you, who would you say is the most qualified person in a kid's life to help them know, like, what's best for them and to know what they need? Uh, it's you, I hate to say it's the parents, but, uh, but it usually is. It could be a teacher. I mean, a lot of us have that one special teacher that like recognize some little thing. Um, I, I'll give you a case in point. I had this, uh, he was a phys ed teacher and he was a coach. I think he's a wrestling coach. And in, in health class, I remember him saying, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're sweeping the floors at the hamburger place or what, whatever you do in your profession, but just be the best that you can possibly be. And that stayed with me my whole life. I always tried to excel at everything I did. So it's sometimes it's a little something like that that just sticks to you, you know? Well, and this, um, this I love that story. And I love the like awareness of what adults can do in the kid's life. But this is actually something that is like the biggest passion of mine and that I'm like trying so hard to help people see is if we are truly the um, like governor of our own life, if we are truly the one that's most capable of knowing what we need, then we need to be able to believe that for others. And so often me included used to believe that as a parent, as a mom, I am the most qualified to know what my kids need. But that's not true. My, my kids know what they need. They are the ones with their yes. passion and their interests and desires and who they are. My job is, is just like your teacher and like that beautiful story is to help inspire them to dig deep into that and to help them see that they they have what it takes to lead their yeah. own lives. Did you notice what happened there? That you You just actually uncovered my past because I would never think that about myself. Especially like rewinding in the past, you weren't allowed to have those thoughts. You were like you you, you had them beat out of you. Or whatever. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so yeah, um, let's talk about as we're winding down here, Wanda. And again, it's um, the podcast is called Successful Parents. Everybody, you got to check it out because uh, 
I have, and it's it's really amazing. The people you bring on and the subjects you guys discuss about really digging deep into the roots of how we can have this um, preservation of these young minds and, and emotions and spirits out there. Um, what can you leave everybody with um, as far as best advice for somebody who's been thinking about developing a better relationship with their kids and is just not really sure what can I do to make this work better? There's too much stress, there's too much confusion, whatever it is. What's the best tip that you could give them? Yes, this is such a good question. So the very first thing that I would say is create a dream. Create what you're working towards. This is the hardest thing, mostly because nobody's doing it. But just like in business, we thrive when we have tangible things in front of us and we know what we're working towards. So in business, we get very clear on our mission statements and what our dreams are, our goals are, and what marks we need to make. But in the family, we just have this vague idea of it'd be nice if everybody has good feelings. And then when somebody doesn't have a good feeling, we take that as a mark of, oh, no, we're not making our goal. So get very, very clear on what you're actually trying to create, because you're never going to be able to get there if you don't know what you're even going towards. So get clear on at what ages do you want to be experiencing different things? And how do you want your family to interact when there's a hard thing? And how do you want your kids to be able to feel when they're hurt? And who do you want them to come to? And what adventures do you want to go on? And just get very, very clear on what you want life to look like 10 years down the road, three years down the road, a year down the road, And you will start to see opportunities to bring that into your life right now. That is precious. That is really gold. Best place for people to connect to Wanda. Where do we go, Wanda Howard? Um, Go to my website, wandahoward.com. That's the best place to get started. I have like a free blueprint there to help you kind of create that mission statement, your own dream and moving forward. But also um, come to my podcast, just like you said earlier, Successful Parents. Um, I'm interviewing amazing parents there all the time with great traditions of their own that you can glean from. Awesome. Wanda, this was wonderful. I really appreciate um, you coming on Podcasting Your Global Career today. And thank you for being, you saved me. Wanda actually took over as the host because I had (laughs) crazy internet problems, but we won't go into that. And it was very gracious of you. And I want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, your children, and your career moving forward. Well, thanks so much for having me. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find 
Just in your mind I'll take you 